Session night on the line. Remember yesterday we spoke about yes, uh, yes. Uh, Enoch Mbianzi's death and I think the whole of South Africa is very angry about his death, especially because there's been so much secrecy, man, and lies, it seems. There People hasn't been being refused much. to have access to that place. For yes. me, it doesn't make, doesn't, make, doesn't make sense at all. And gross People have to jump over fences to hell? try to get inside the that place where he passed on. Session... Hi, good day. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, and yourself? We are well, thank you, given the circumstances. Could you tell us, you know, what the latest is in terms of uh, this uh, this case? Well, let's start from yesterday when it was quite an emotional day for the Mpianzi family as well as the South African Human Rights Commission because we went to the lodge at around 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock yesterday during the day where the SAHRC, together with the family, had planned an inspection, you know, try, to try and gather as much information as possible um, as to what exactly happened to Enoch on Wednesday last week. Mm. However, when we got there, we found that um, the main gate to the lodge was, in fact, closed. And uh, mind you, the HRC actually made an appointment with uh, the owner the day before, uh, where the owner agreed that, you know, they can come and uh, do their inspection and so on. However, when we got there, we found that uh, someone from the lodge actually sent the HRC a message saying that, uh, you know, they are actually consulting with their legal teams mm-hmm. and um, they wouldn't be allowing anyone into the lodge at this stage because no one was, in fact, at the premises at the time. And uh, the HRC, as well as the family, felt that this was extremely disrespectful and uh, unacceptable because it is about a two-and-a-half-hour drive, um, you know, from Johannesburg itself. So then after waiting for about an hour to an hour and a half, the HRC came to a decision where they said, as a Chapter 9 institution, they feel that the lodge management and owner um, you know, are actually hampering their investigations. And they made the decision to actually jump over the fence where the family, Enoch's mother, Enoch's father, his brothers, um, you know, his uncles, his aunts, and all of them, as well as the HRC and the media, to actually jump over the main gate of the lodge. Once he jumped over the main gate of the lodge, it was about almost a two-kilometer hike into the the reserve itself where yeah. the dormitories were. Um, you know, so it was quite a march, uh, a hike, and, you know, it was extremely hot. And uh, eventually when we did go in, um, the HRC together with the family um, was speaking about where the kids were staying and so on. And uh, then Enoch's dad actually directed us to the river because, um, as you know, he was there together with uh, Enoch's mom on, on Thursday last week when they were looking for him. So once we got there, you know, it was quite an emotional um, part of of of, of uh, that inspection where his entire family, you know, broke down in tears, um, you know, screaming out his name as they overwatched the river, um, you know, where he was actually conducting that activity when he lost his life. There afterwards, um, once the inspection was done, we then made our way back out of the gate. And um, the HRC said that because this is um, extremely unacceptable and they feel that... Uh, the lodge owner was actually, in fact, uh, breaching um, their codes of conduct as a Chapter 9 institution and hampering them from actually doing their jobs. 
they were going to consult with uh, police to see whether or not a uh, warrant of arrest could be issued. Mm. However, from that regard, we never got any solid confirmation back from the HRC, but uh, we did actually receive a uh, press release from the lodge um, today. So it's also been reported that this is not the first incident um, that has happened at that lodge of this nature. Apparently another learner reportedly died at the same lodge. Yes, that is correct. Well, uh, from what we understand, uh, and this is according to the Human Rights Commission, uh, Buang Jones, who said that he has been receiving reports that uh, in 2009, there was another school from somewhere in... uh, the free state, I stand to be corrected, but there was another all-girls school who went to that lodge for a hockey camp. And um, while they were doing a water activity, a grade 12 learner um, actually lost her life in that very same lodge, in the very same crocodile mm. river. And, um, you know, details surrounding that exactly aren't... Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, readily yeah. available, or we mm-hmm. haven't actually managed to dig deeper into it to find out what exactly happened. But um, we do know that we do have a reporter that is going to meet with that family um, either today or tomorrow. So hopefully, you know, we will get more clarity surrounding that. But um, we do definitely know for sure, according to um, the HRC, that there was another learner who, who died at that same lodge. And the Gauteng Department of Education says that uh, going forward, they want to change policies on school outings. Um, Can you tell us a little uh, bit more about the changes? Yes, yes, that is correct. Well, what we understand from uh, the Gauteng Department of Education is that one of the learners um, who was at that camp, um, you know, with Enoch, actually told him the sequence of events from his point of view that occurred on uh, that specific day. However, we weren't really let in on much information, but we do know that uh, Houting Education, MEC Panazel Sufi, says that within the next 48 hours, mm-hmm. decisive action will be taken against the school, as well as teachers who were at the lodge on that specific day. So on Friday, we do know at 10 o'clock, he is going to be uh, holding a press conference where he will be telling us uh, the outcomes, uh, you know, as to what he is going to be doing taking forward. But he did make it uh, very clear today um, in a press release on that invite for that conference is that, uh, you know, uh, uh, he will be telling us the exact way forward and who is is going to be, uh, he is actually going to be uh, holding liable um, in this uh, incident. Okay, and then has the department received any information from some of, you know, the learners who are there, some of eyewitnesses maybe who, you know, witnessed this incident at that lodge? Yes, well, we do know that the department as well as police uh, spoke to a few learners, and there was one learner, in fact, um, who did actually give the department the proper sequence of events, you know, that occurred on that specific day. And we do know that that learner was actually now uh, transferred out of Parkdown Boys High School. Um, And his name is going to be kept anonymous for now. Mm -hmm. Um, And in light of of that uh, information that he has received, um, we do know that further investigations are going to be uh, made to actually make a proper determination as to what exactly happened. But in terms of policy, we do know that um, going forward, the NEC said that all schools um, in the province 
will have to follow strict um, rules and regulations when it comes to um, these sort of outings and camps and so on, where they will have to explain to the you know the heads of department mm. and all the necessary like um, officials in the Department of Education in Kauteng, explaining to them um, where exactly the kids are going, what exact activities they are going to be doing and so on, where they will have the actual sign-off as to whether or not they feel that, okay, maybe it's safe for them to go, they can go there because they are doing X, Y, and Z, mm. or maybe they can't go there because they feel that this is too dangerous, this specific task, you know, such as water activities in, in open water and all of that mm. um, is going to be had. So we do know that uh, MEC Lesufi is taking quite a harsh or strict stance, um, should I say, in regards to this, because, um, you know, MEC Lesufi doesn't like to uh, leave things um, by the way. He wants to, uh, from the time we saw him handling the case, he wants to deal with it decisively, and he doesn't want to see another uh, incidents such as this occurring. Yeah, one is too many. Hey, one incident like exactly. this is way too many. So yesterday there were many. there were protests outside the school. Uh, did you manage to speak to anyone there? Yes, actually, yesterday uh, I started off at the Parkdown Boys High School just before seven o'clock in the morning, where there was a uh, small uh, silent picket, so to say, where there were um, a handful of of protesters, you know, holding up placards think justice for Enoch and mm. uh, we want answers and so on. And um, one of those protesters was actually an ex-learner of Parktown Boys High. Mm. And uh, he says that uh, he attended a similar camp um, five years ago. And he says one of the main problems uh, that he has noticed, um, especially at Parktown Boys and another all-boys high school that he went to thereafter, is uh, the policy of secrecy and silence. Sure. Um, you know, from the boys and so on. Because even when I asked him, when he told me that he went to, to such a camp, my next question was, okay, could you please just walk me through from the time you set foot at that camp until you left? Just give me a walkthrough as to what exactly happened. And uh, he said that, you know what, I can't really do that because I don't know if uh, it was the same back then or now. But one thing, and I quote, he says that one thing that I do know is that the policy of secrecy within boys' high schools is something that needs to actually be um, looked at by mm. the department because it's in cases like this where there are other learners and so on that know exactly what happened, but um, you know there is that that fear in them where they don't ex- you know want to talk out in fear of being victimized and and so on. So he said that um, the main thing that needs to actually be looked at is. Um, this, this policy or or this uh, circumstances surrounding why boys' high schools have, uh, you know, the secrecy clause. Yeah, or, but I'm sure, Session, that secrecy kind of can be broken once somebody has lost their life, you know? Yes, This yes, is not correct. like and this. That's why, mm. and and that, that's exactly why we see now one of these learners actually came out and, and actually spoke to the department. So hopefully on Friday um, we will hear more details as to what exactly that learner told the department and, uh, you know, try and, and get the correct sequence of events that occurred on that fateful day. Because, as you know, they are saying that Enoch went missing on Wednesday. Mm. However, this incident was only reported to police on Thursday mm. afternoon. Mm. So there are a lot of questions being raised around that, and hopefully um, we will get the answers that we are looking for sooner rather than later. The the family deserves the answers. 
Definitely. Sooner the rather than later. Yeah. Session, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I guess we'll keep in touch um, and you'll keep us updated with uh, what will happen with these investigations. Perfect. Thank you so much, Fabio. Bye. That's Session Naidu. He's SABC reporter telling us uh, this, the latest in this very tragic story. Heartbreaking. Heart, heartbreaking.